Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Welcome back, my baby boomer friends, to the party that never ends, or at least it doesn't end as long as we are Another Day Above Ground. I'm Dale Irvin, and we're here to celebrate everything Boomer. We got a special show for you today. And before I tell you about that, let me introduce you to my partners. First of all, from Colorado, where it's raining play parts. Please welcome <laughs> Carolyn Strauss. Yep. And I'm just walking outside and looking up all the time now. Thank you, United Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> And from the great state of Indiana, the Aristotle of comedy, please welcome Mr. Tim Slade. Hey, the Washington football team might be renamed the Amazons as Jeff Bezos is considering purchasing the team. Uh, I would suggest they become the Amazon Primes because that way they can't get the ball in the end zone within a day. Very, very nice. And they're going to and they're going to have a second team called the Amazons and it's going to be really tall, big women. <laughs> who will be protesting against the use of the name Amazon. There you go. <laughs> well, we thought we'd bring you a special program today because, you know, we're still in the midst of this stupid pandemic. Everybody's feeling down. Everybody's feeling depressed. What we really need is more laughter in our lives. So we decided to dedicate this entire show to laughter. And in addition to the three of us, we have invited a good friend of ours who is also a very funny comedian, a very funny baby boomer, and his name is Steve Rizzo. Welcome, Steve. Welcome, Dale. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. Yes, it has. You're coming to us today from where? New York? Uh, Long Island. Yeah, Long Island, New York. So Long Island isn't like New York? It's different? Yeah, much different. It's oh, better. okay. It's better. <laughs> Said by well, someone I, I who to, lives on Long Island. Seriously, or is it? No, no. You have, to say New, you have to say Long Island because when you say New York to someone, the first thing they visualize is the skyscrapers. You know, and 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 crowds, and it's a totally different vibe here. I'm I'm five minutes from the beach, and uh, two minutes from skyscrapers. But uh, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's beautiful here. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. And I'm only about an hour and a half away from the city, so. Well, you can't beat that. That's about well, five miles, that. right? <laughs> <laughs> On the LIE. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if I yeah. take a really fast plane, I'm only an hour and a half from the city, Rizzo. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys want to start all over? Can we do that? <laughs> I don't no, this is it. You know, I, I didn't even want to be on the damn show, okay? <laughs> I mean, Dale calls me up yesterday. You got to do me a favor, please. Please do this for me, okay? We can't get anyone else, all right? <laughs> you lose a bet, you pay up, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Steve, all we want to do today is to uh, is to uh, make our audience laugh a little bit. So if you could help out. Yeah, what about what I want to do? What about my needs? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve, what are your needs? Okay. <laughs> oh, well, you you two get a get a private room. Uh, yeah, we're gonna Zoom. go to a breakout room in Zoom, right? Isn't that how it works? Isn't that the whole point of breakout rooms? We don't need Zoom? a private room. We'll pretend we're on NSA. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we were just uh, we were just talking about you know things finding things to laugh at. You know, people say, "Oh, there's nothing funny going on. There's nothing to laugh at. There's funny stuff all over the place." Like we were just uh, I was looking at a story, and you've probably seen it in the news. It's it's the uh, you know it's it's the worst possible scenario among all the scenarios we're going through, and that would be the COVID and the cold and the and airplanes crashing to the ground and stuff. But it, a woman in Alaska was on vacation with her husband. They had a cabin out in the woods. She had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, went out to the outhouse, sat down and got bitten on the bum by a bear who was underneath. <laughs> that's a that's a bad case scenario oh, oh. right there. Hey, well, first of all, first Somebody's of all, wasn't trying a... to take a dump on me. <laughs> <laughs> Yogi, don't forget to wipe, Yogi. <laughs> it actually wasn't a cabin. It was a yurt. It was a, a yurt, a yurt, which I is thought a, that was a dessert of some sort. It's a, no, it's a hipster cabin. It's like ah. a, it's like a round tent like thing that, uh, that 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 is never taken down. But that's yeah, it's uh, real hip. It's bears in it. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have called her honey on the way out to the bathroom. Yeah, you okay, honey? <laughs> hey, boo boo, I heard honey. <laughs> well, here's but, the here, here's the interesting thing because it's the middle of winter, and, and so you wonder, well, you know, shouldn't that bear be hibernating? It was. Yeah, the, but why would it hibernate <laughs> in a poop pit? I mean, uh, I, I've fallen asleep in some weird places, but man, why would you choose the bottom of an outhouse to take a, a nap? Well, if you're going to be sleeping for three months, it's it's going to be a poop pit at one point. <laughs> yeah, but it's its own poop. <laughs> it answers the old question does a bear <laughs> in the outhouse apparently in the outhouse yeah but there was there was a uh, another story i think it was out of oregon where they found an owl in the in an outhouse who was looking up over the seat how do these animals get in there and what are they looking for exactly you know that just uh, picture that the owl going who hey <laughs> it's me i'm sitting here i'm uh, sitting here what the <laughs> i'm guessing i'm guessing the bear might have been looking for peanuts <laughs> Ew. Oh, oh, oh god oh corn <laughs> where's this show going that's what i want to know <laughs> or, or well, of course lima beans of course if you're staying in a yeah that's uh, if you're staying in a yurt that's probably it's probably a, a quinoa <laughs> well, well Dale, you know what it is you know you, you, you hit on a good point a lot of people are so tense today and stressed out and for the past almost two years now and and they don't have the mindset that we do you know comedian this is where we find our humor you know th this is and that's what people i think need need to be able to do it's not that you have to be funny in in these stressful situations but it's really important for everybody to see the funny I have my ears and eyes open everywhere. And, and I, I told you yesterday, uh, and, and if you keep them open, you could just you could just hear some of the funny stuff. I'm at my favorite supermarket, and this uh, this was a couple of months ago. And um, this woman, she's walking as if she's in a trance, and she has this mask on, and she's walking along, and apparently she ran into a friend she hasn't seen in a while. And the woman stops and goes, Blanche, it's me, Joyce, how are you? And Blanche goes, she had that droopy dog syndrome. Oh, I'm okay. Everything's <laughs> fine. So, so she goes, well, what's wrong? She goes, oh, 
you know me. She goes, I'm used to working 24-7. I get up early in the morning and I feed my kids and then I go to work. And when I come home, Jeff takes care of the kids before I'm there. He feeds them. They're in bed. When I come home, I have the evening to myself. But for this past year, I've been with my kids 24-7 because I'm not working. They're not going to school. And she looks at her friend and goes, she goes, I love them, but now I'm realizing I don't love them all that much. <laughs> <laughs> but because she said that, her and her friend looked at each other and they both started laughing. My <laughs> moment, something that was stressing her out, and she realized what she said. And that's I think that's the point. That's what we all have to learn how to do. So that, that's exactly, you know, you, you, and you never know where it's going to come up either. You know, I was making an appointment to see the doctor and the nurse was asking me a bunch of questions. She said, uh, what have you had a, a regular or when was your last bowel movement? I said, actually, about five minutes ago. But I, thank God I didn't call you from there. <laughs> Fortunately, she thought that was rather funny. But I, yeah, well, I try and make people laugh in a grocery store. Anywhere I go, if I can make me them laugh, too. it's a good day. And, you know, even when we're in pain, we have a tendency to do that. And I'll give you a perfect example. Tomorrow, I'm going to a doctor uh, after, after about a year and a half of having this problem. And um, I have a hernia. Okay? Now... It's, you know, it's right around that area there. And when it, when, when it flares up, it, it hurts. But the flare-up only lasts about five, maybe 10 seconds. And then if you sit down, it, it dissipates. But about a month and a half ago, <laughs> I was coming out of that same supermarket, as a matter of fact, and I went to put the groceries in the car, and the attack hit me. I mean, hit me hard. And I went down on my knees. It hurt so bad. And the woman in the car next to me thought I was having a heart attack. So she comes out of the car and she's like, oh, my God, should I, should, should, should I call the, the 911? Should I get an ambulance? Are you having a heart attack? I said, no, it's not my heart. It's my testicles. <laughs> she goes, well, in that case, I can't help you. And she got <laughs> oh, You're going to need a defibrillator on that. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you check the pulse for that? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah, what they really. use the blood pressure cuff for. Anyhow, <laughs> here's, here's another thing I just heard today is that Disney, you know, uh, God bless him, he's frozen somewhere. But the company, they, uh, they have their own TV channel and they're airing uh, the original Muppet show. But before they put it on the air, they have a, uh, a disclaimer on there that says offensive content in, in, involved. And uh, because they, they portray stereotypes and mistreatment of people of other cultures. Oh. What people? I know of a frog, a pig, a cookie monster. What people are the cookie monster culture is being defiled? I believe, I believe it's the Swedish chef. Ah. Because <laughs> people, people in Sweden, people in Sweden were very offended by that because he doesn't sound Swedish. He sounds Norwegian. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought, but I didn't want to point it out to anybody. Yeah, that's like saying there's a difference between someone from Brooklyn and the Bronx. Yeah, I know. I know, but we have become way too PC anyway. You knew that. Now comedians are being censored, and uh, it's it's 
it's getting to the point where it's absurd. The fact that anyone thinks they can have the nerve, the audacity to even think about censoring comedy, that's why we have it. If you don't like it, don't go to the show. If you know the person's going to be offensive, why sit there and wait? The, re the why is, is because there are people waiting for someone to insult a particular, they don't even have to be of that gender or race. They are just there because they are now the PC police. And well, the way the way I've been looking at it is the comedy stage is the last 10 square feet in America, the last section of real estate where political correctness is not enforced. And well, it uh, is. the, the correctness want way, that they want that piece of real estate. But it's getting that way. And not, colleges, the yeah. comedy club owners are not uh, uh, backing up the comedians and they're not asking these people to leave. These people are actually standing up. And they're actually saying, boo, you can't talk about that. You shouldn't say that. And the comedian is going, I can tell you, it happened to Chris Rock when he was at the Comedy Cellar about a year and a half ago. He was talking about a particular subject, and they wouldn't let him finish. All the women were heckling. He goes, can I finish the bit? You'll get it if you and it wouldn't let him. He threw the microphone down, and he walked off the stage. And, and the owners are not telling these hecklers to leave because they don't want to get bad press. They don't want the New York Times and everyone else to say that they're allowing this stuff to be said in their clubs. That's well, and the women and the women tend to buy those overpriced foofy drinks. So that's a lot. They don't want to. The owners don't, don't lose want the to money. That. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we're with men who buy us the overpriced foofy drinks, we're happy. It's you guys <laughs> who are responsible. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. Now that there are 32 genders, I've heard that there are now literally 32 specific genders. And you must that? refer to people. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Baskin and Robbins, 32 genders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two of, uh, a female with boobs. I got a I got a request from somebody on LinkedIn that said, um, you know, his name, and then it said they, them, those. And I'm like, I've got me, myself, and I, I've got your majesty, your highness, and oh great one. I mean, I'm just gonna start putting that after my name, right? Because 32 different genders. So you can't make fun of one without making fun of all. Now there's a whole bit. Well, that's kind of that's kind of where uh uh, uh Gina, is that her name? The uh the 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 woman from the Mandalorian that just got fired. Oh that was that was part of the problem right there. It wasn't just uh it wasn't just the the one tweet she posted, she also her pronoun on Twitter were beep bop boop. And how is that, that makes bad? sense to me. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that bad? Because I'm you're totally supposed offended to because I don't understand it. Because <laughs> you, you're supposed to take pronouns seriously. Some people need their pronouns published. Wow. And when wow. you say beep bop boop, it's you're you're diminishing the necessity of pronouns. Wow. I'm going to change my pronoun to twat. Go ahead. Use that as much as you want. <laughs> Put it in print. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And then when someone reprimands, you just go, twat, did you say? <laughs> what? what do you do, refer? <laughs> I, I can't hear you. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, <tutor>, I can't get it. Uh, there goes our family rating. Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, what have you been There's doing? Another thing. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dale. 
No, no, no. Go ahead. No, Karen. I was going to ask. I was going to ask Steve, no, what no. have you been doing to keep yourself entertained for the past year of not performing and not being on airplanes? Well, I'm going to keep this G-rated from this point on, I promise. Uh, I've just been doing I've been staying a lot. Actually, the truth is I've been staying a lot by myself, doing a lot of writing, creating a lot of stuff. And uh, I've got a new uh, streaming TV show that will be, uh, I would maybe, I would say maybe beginning of April will be launched. And uh, that 45-minute show, will then be sent to a podcast company and they're going to be sending it. They're going to be turning it into a podcast and they're going to market the hell out of it. Is it comedy based? Uh, it's, it's, it's called, Hey, I'm talking here, and, uh, <laughs> which is perfect for me. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's all about actually part of my programs, my speeches, uh, getting people, getting people to a better place in business and in life uh, with my brand of humor. And um, we're going to have special guests. And uh, I went into a, a studio, a TV studio, two weeks ago, and I created 12, uh, so far 12, two to three minute uh, segments that would be implemented in each episode of Hey, I'm Talking Here. And um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it, and it came out really good. The director and the producer went um, really out of the way to make it look good. Uh, and I'm going to be adding another special segment that'll be implemented in the show. There'll be special guests, and I'll be asking you, the three of you individually, uh, to be a guest at uh, certain points. And um, that's where I am. I'm in, I'm just headstrong on that. So, well, when 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 will we be on uh, the show? Because my calendar. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing on it right now so i'd like to mark down it. <laughs> give him something to live into come on <laughs> all, right. all right tomorrow a reason to wake up yeah. <laughs> there's nothing on your calendar that doesn't have seeds in it <laughs> so do all three of you guys have grandchildren Yes. Tim, you do you I have do? grandchildren no. nope. yet? Nope. Okay. Okay. No, Steve and I do. Because children are funny when there's somebody else's oh, and you hysterical. can give them back. Oh, their kids are hysterical. My granddaughter makes me laugh all the time. She's just very uh I finally taught her the uh the little rascal's high sign. And it's the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> I taught my kids this thank God this is for baby boomers because no one else will know what the hell we're talking about. I had my kids, I got it, it was about a year ago. Uh, I, I went in and I don't know why, I just started doing the little rascals part. Hey, go hold it. Hey, go hold it. And and my, my grandkids are going, Pop, what is that? And I go, just keep doing it until you annoy the hell out of mom and dad. Okay, just do it. And for, for weeks, they just kept, every time they were at the dinner table or whatever, they're going, hey, go hold it. Hey, go hold it. So my daughter-in-law calls me up and goes, what the hell is, hey, go hold it. <laughs> And all she heard was me laughing, and I. It was great that she didn't get it. Oh, who was, was that line by Buckwheat trying to get the goat to slow down? Oh, no, the line. Where did that come from? That was uh, that was uh, that was when Stymie was on this swing thing that kept going up and down when they were doing the play. It was on the stage, 
and, and the goat, goat was the yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the one that was pulling the curtain back. <laughs> That's right. And he was right. caught on it. Hey, goat, hold it. Hey, goat, hold it. And it was Uncle Tom's <laughs> cabin they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Tom. Got that? Uh huh. <laughs> and they were very politically correct. They had one of everybody in that gang, you know. They, they had did. skinny kids, fat kids, black kids, uh, you know, kids but, with questionable parentage. But Bill Co Bill Cosby apparently thought it was very unpolitically correct, and he bought the rights to it. And that's why a lot of people can't get. Um, um, to see the little rascals anymore, huh. you can get it on a black market. No offense, Bill, but uh, <laughs> you, know, you got to be careful what you say. So, I would have thought that'd be in public domain by now. It, it probably is now, but many years ago he yeah. did that. It yeah, it's getting close to a hundred years old now. Yeah, and he's in prison now, so who gives a crap what he thinks? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Make him give him back. You know what the hell? That's part of your part of your sentence. We'll cut a year off. Is yeah, it, is the it, intellectual isn't the only property that Bill's guarding right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you talk about PC, right? I mean, he's talking about the little rascals. Look what the hell he did. <laughs> Goat, slow down. Goat, slow down. <laughs> Here, drink this. It'll slow you right down. <laughs> hey, penis, hold it. Hey, penis, hold it. Hey, penis. <laughs> See, what do you do when you get a woman in your apartment? You're <laughs> <laughs> some jello pudding. <laughs> Roofie flavored. <laughs> oh. Steve, what would you uh, what would you suggest to our baby boomer audience? How you know, other than just looking at things from a different angle, how to add more laughter and humor into your life? Well. I always say a lot of times when we're stressed out, um, there's a line. You can allow yourself to cross over this way, and that's the part that's going to make a challenging situation worse than what it has to be. Or you could step over it this way and try to fight, find the humor in it. I There's a lot of times, and you guys, all of you probably have gone through this, where something has happened to you where you were so pissed off when it happened, but then a couple of days later, you start laughing your ass off about it. So I always say, if you're going to wind up laughing at it, then why not just push it up a little sooner, knowing that it'll make you healthier to get you through the day. And if you think of the, if you think of the consequences of um, how that bad mood can snowball and you'll take it with you through the rest of the day without you even realizing it, because you're feeding your subconscious, which runs 95% of your life. You're feeding your subconscious with things saying, say, your life just isn't working. There's another thing that just pissed you off. You better be careful because something else is going to happen too. And you take that attitude with you. And you're not even aware. You're, it just becomes a part of who you are. And you react to every situation from the same perspective. And then you start saying to yourself, here we go again. There's another thing. Jesus, I can't wait until the weekend gets here. That, that, and then it snows. So how do you fix that? How do they fix that? Ah, drugs. Okay. You take the line <laughs> that Steve was talking about. No, you actually have to become aware when you're entering in that, what I call the negative zone. You have to become aware. You actually have to say, the, and this is what I do. I, I do, I, like when I dropped to my knees when I was in pain, I was very pissed off that it happened and I was annoyed. But then when that woman said, you know, is it a heart attack? I said, no, it's my testicles. I just started laughing. 
And when I did, she didn't think it was funny. She got in the car and took off. I ain't rubbing those. If the nurse tomorrow, if the nurse tomorrow laughs when she's actually, you know, examining your testicles, then you can go into the negative zone. But if she's impressed, it's all good. There you go. But that's what I thought was going to happen, but it didn't. No, but as soon as you become aware that you're upset, then you can say to yourself, wow, what's going to happen when I take this mood, you know, with me for the day? I got to meet a client. It's my kid's birthday or whatever it is. And uh, once you do that, you know, you have options on how to deal with it and at least put a smile on your face. Which nobody can see because you're wearing a mask. (laughs) Uh, That's true. Now, you, Steve, you had a story about going through a, a toll booth or something that was very funny. Yeah. And, you know, it's a good thing you brought that up, because now that we're uh, uh, politically correct, uh, I can't do that anymore. Really? And I'll, t- I'll tell you, well, the story is I'm not going to do it on here. Thing. You can do it on here. Yeah. Well, it's it's when I um, it was in the middle of my comedy career and uh, um, I was it was. I was in late for a very important audition. It was a, it was very it's how I got my Showtime special, this audition for it. And I had a rental car. And uh, it kept breaking down, all right? It was 98 degrees. The air conditioning isn't working. Sweat is pouring down my face. The body keeps stalling out and starting again. And every New Yorker on the planet is beeping the horns and they're cursing at me. That is not a secure feeling at all. (laughs) And I'm already 20 minutes late for this audition. And I'm like, oh man, I I can feel the tension just building up. So I finally get up to the toll booth and I go to pay the guy and I realized I left my wallet at the rental place. Now, I don't know what possessed me. I just looked at the guy in the toll booth and uh, I said, I'll have a couple of burgers, two fries and get something for yourself there, Sparky. This guy looked at me and he says, would you like me to supersize those fries, my friend? (laughs) And as soon as he said that, I I just, I started laughing and I looked at him and I said, yes, thank you. I can do that, I gotta do it. He goes, yes, but unfortunately, we do not have food here. I said, well, then you better get it because you're holding up traffic. <laughs> he sticks his head out of the toll booth because all the cars now, they're not laughing. These are New Yorkers. They're pissed off. And they're, and they're screaming, what the hell's going on up there? We got to get going. My new friend, friend in the toll booth sticks his head out. This is a true story. He sticks his head out and goes, I'm sorry. We ran out of food. Try the next booth. Try the next <laughs> By then, we were laughing. We, he high-fived me. We high-fived each other. Here's the coolest thing. He let me go without pain. He looked at me. He goes, listen to me, my friend. It looks like you're having a very tough day. Listen to me. Listen to me. This toll is on me. Don't you worry about it. You just go over there and you have a good day. And he goes, thank you very much. I said, what are you thanking me for? He said, you're, you're, you're paying my toll. I appreciate it. He goes, no, you need to understand. I am brand new in this country. This is only my second day on this stupid job. Believe me, when I tell you, I really needed to laugh today. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at him and I went, I. But here's the point. I drove away from that toll booth in a totally different state of mind. Yep. And as a result, I was able to plant positive thoughts in my head, constructive ways. And even though the car was stalling out, I got there. My mindset was so, so just completely different. I kicked ass. And it's a good thing I did because it led to the most important break of my comedy career, my my Showtime special. And this is what I asked the audience. They said, now, listen, what would have happened if I would have gone into that audition in the mood that I was in before the Tobooth incident? I wouldn't have had a chance. 
And it was only because of my ability to allow myself to laugh in a stressful situation. Because when you start laughing, your brain is no longer focusing on the stressful situation. It can only focus on one thing at a time. And I can't do that story anymore because when I did it for AT&T in front of 2,000 people uh, in New York, <laughs> the meeting planner calls up the bureau. I'm not going to mention the bureau and says he insulted people from India and he, he, uh, he was ridiculing them by the way they talk. So the agent calls me up and she says, how are you insulting people? From, uh, from India. And I told her the story and she started laughing. I said, well, that's what she took offense to. So the bureau said, uh, well, could you call her up and apologize? I said, absolutely not. And she said, well, why can't you do that? I said, because that would be admitting that I said something wrong. I said, when I coach speakers, how to tell a story, I said, the most important thing, if there's a character in your story, be that character. If that person was from Jamaica, I would have done a Jamaican accent. If they were from Ireland, I would have done an Irish accent. I said, that, that was on that person. I said, not one person that was from India, and there are a lot of people in there from India. Oh, no, I've been on the phone to AT&T. I think they all are. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And they were coming at them, and they said, you're very funny. You talk like me. And I said, yes, I know. You know, But they were getting into it. So the Bureau never booked me again. I, and they booked me a lot. Just because I wouldn't apologize to the client. That's how PC we've become. That was years ago. Stephen and I went to lunch one time at an Indian restaurant. <laughs> oh, wow. Where, where the waiters talk just like that. So he figured, I should talk like that too. <laughs> uh, well, no, that's, what happened was he picks me up. I'm in Chicago. I did a program. He picks me up for lunch. And the group I spoke to, all were from India or a certain sect that lived in the, in the States, but they, they dressed with the garb, with the dot on the head, the whole thing. And I did that bit and they absolutely loved it. So the whole time, Dale and I are driving in, we're both talking like this, right? So, so we're sitting at the table waiting for the waiter. And as we're doing this, we had no idea. We had no idea this was going to happen. Just as we die down from laughing, the waiter comes by and he goes, good evening, good afternoon. Can I take your order, please? <laughs> Dale and I look at each other. And you ever been in high school when the teacher goes, what's so funny, Mr. Rizzo? <laughs> we looked at each other and we couldn't help it. We died laughing. He walked away, the waiter, thinking that we were making fun of his laugh. But we... And finally, I had to get up and explain to the guy, but we were in tears <laughs> hysterical, like two high, high school kids. Yeah. Sorry, we're just mocking the way you talk. That's all. Nothing personal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> making fun of me? No, I thought you were making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, this has been wonderful. Thank you for uh, coming on here and enlightening all of our baby boomer guests with, uh, with thoughts about how they can laugh more and change their attitude. Where, if people wanted to find out more about you, because I know you got a book and a bunch of other stuff, where can they find more info about you? Well, right now I'm in my room. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> it's Long Island if you're there. Huh? Long Island. I actually, I have, a, I have a few books, quite a few books. Uh, you could reach me at steverizzo.com. And if you would like, I suggest you do this it's for free. Just sign up for my weekly Rizzo gram. It's right on the homepage. Scroll down, put in your email. And... Uh, you'll get a, a, a weekly whistleblower. It's an article or a video on how to get through the tough times or just uh, plain laughter. And um, that's all I have to say about that.
Well, you can't beat that. And all that is free. So you can uh, get the, uh, isn't it? The videogram and the. No, Rizzogram. The Rizzogram. Is that free or? It's free. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. free. Okay, good. I didn't it want to publish something. Free. Good, because okay. we take a percentage of everything you collect after being on our show. So <laughs> thanks <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, with the pandemic, that's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> with the pandemic, five bucks is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing my programs for now. Uh, <laughs> DoorDash this. Plus 25% to a bureau. So, <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, Dale, it's it's great. It's great seeing you and hearing from you. Thanks for asking me, Carolyn. It's great to see you. And Jim, it's great to see you guys. Um, let's do this again soon. Okay. We'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> what are you doing next Monday? <laughs> Apparently nothing. <laughs> How much time do you need to write some new jokes? July? <laughs> what? Well, excuse me. Can I say? No. <laughs> I knew I could get one more out of them. I knew it. <laughs> I was just going to say I'll use yours. So. <laughs> Oh, I love that you're into recycling. That's good. I just, yeah, <laughs> save really. the planet. Carolyn recycles men. And so it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, my, my new my new book after listening to you, Steve, is how breakups are funny. I'm gonna have it's a very long book. <laughs> very long book. Hey, are. we'll do that the next time. I'll tell you about my divorce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you uh, so much for joining us, Steve Rizzo. Everybody, go to steverizzo.com. See the stuff that he's got there, and he can uh, he can make you enjoy life a lot more. Other than that, we hope that we have made you laugh during this uh, this week's podcast. Carolyn, do you have any final words for the folks? Sure. Go to carolynstrauss.com, and you can see everything I'm not doing right now. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Tim? TimSlegel.com. Same thing. You can see everything Carolyn's not doing. You guys got to be doing better than that. Come on. And then you can go to DaleIrvin.com and you can sign up for my Friday funnies, which are also free. And every week I'll give you a uh, an updated video and a, a written description of perhaps odd stories you didn't even know were in the news. That being said, my baby boomer friends, please go out, have a good laugh today. Laugh every day because uh, it is another day above ground. See you next week. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.